0: wandering journo at stories that matter studios. I'm Nance Haxton and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary everyday incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered, the Yagara and Turrbal peoples. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years... First Nations people walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Performing is far from a passing phase for Julian Guo, whose dedication to his craft since a young age has been rewarded with a prized place in the Australian cast of Hamilton. The multi-award winning musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda with the Brisbane season winding up at the end of April before the show continues on its worldwide run, Julian reflects with us on the streets of your town what it's like to be part of a musical held in such esteem that many of the fans know more about the show's intricacies than the cast. As well as learning half a dozen parts in his role as a swing, Julian is also the cast representative for the worldwide Hamilton social justice initiatives, Ham for Progress, and the racial Justice Task Force. And as he explains, being such a pivotal part of giving back to the communities that both inspired Hamilton and supported its success has been one of his greatest rewards. Julian, thank you for joining us today on Streets of Your Town. Thank you for having me. And it's wonderful being here in the backstage of Hamilton in the Brisbane season. Uh, Looking at your performances, I was thinking this is really almost the culmination of a life on stage for you. This is not just some little whim of performing. You've been on stage for quite a while.
1: No, yeah. I mean, (laughs) look... I don't think that Hamilton is ever going to be one little show. No. It's, it's a it's a massive beast and it's, yeah. it's become sort of this massive pop culture phenomenon, which is, Ooh. you know, very unusual for us in musical theatre. We're used to kind of doing things that are very niche or very much things that, that we know and we love, but other people don't. And so this has been a real roller coaster because we, we're not used to this many people <laughs> <laughs> loving the work that we do. And I mean, you know, that's it's really really touching to see audiences react the way they do and and it's just yeah it's it's a really wonderful wonderful thing to be a part of
0: you've had some um, meetings with with the hardcore fans is there what, what are they known as the... they're,
1: they're called the Hamel fam or the <laughs> Hamel fans um, they look they're wonderful and it's you know it really is a testament to the quality of the work and to what the work does Ooh. that it brings these people in and it doesn't just it doesn't just entertain in the moment but it it, it hooks people because of the because of what the show says and what the show stands for, people Ooh. feel like they are represented, people feel like they're seen. And on top of that, it's featuring music and, and stylistically uh, art forms that people actually genuinely love and connect with in popular culture as well. It's not sort of just this theatrical world that's telling its own story, it's it's entertaining, it's vivacious, it's alive and it it sort of just yeah, it has its own its own little world that follows it around, which is wild.
0: Absolutely. How long have you been in with the show now?
1: Uh, I started at the beginning of Sydney. So we started uh, towards the end of January in 2021. So yes. I've been on it for just over two years now. Which oh, is, and is did
0: COVID interrupt after that or it was sort of after COVID interruptions? Yeah.
1: So COVID obviously stepped to the world down in 2020, Yeah. which which greatly affected our kind of audition process. Yes. Um, we, I started auditioning for the show in September of 2019. So oh. when I consider how long oh. actually I've kind of like been, it's been in my hemisphere <laughs> or maybe in my mind. <laughs> It's been, you know, almost going on four years, which is quite wild, Um, but COVID hit 2020 and then it came again against us in Sydney in the middle of the year. So I think from memory, we shut down in June when that, when those lockdowns started again and we were shut for four months then and then we reopened. And since then, it's been relatively smooth sailing. Yes. So that's
0: been nice. And you're a swing.
1: I am a swing, Can yes. You, for
0: people who aren't familiar with that, our, our people who are not musical aficionados like myself, who's loved them <laughs> since I was a bub, really, uh, what does the swing do? Sure. A swing is
1: essentially an offstage cast member. So what I do is... While the show is running I'm backstage in case people get injured or ill and can't continue and then I step into those shoes. Um, that also happens if people have annual leave or if they're sick that day and they call out of the show so they can't do it that evening, I'll step in and, and fill their role. So I cover, um, I cover a numerous different number of people and um, depending on the structure and who else is out and who else is sick and who else might have leave, they the creative team essentially pull together a cast for that evening's show. So what I cover might depend on a whole lot of other things. If if you know, two of the roles that I cover are are away, then they just work out who's best to fill each one and that's what happens.
0: It sounds like it's almost some alternate reality off stage, really, that there's all these people.
1: Well I mean there's there's fifteen of us.
0: Fourteen, yeah. fifteen of us, I can't
1: remember fifteen of us I think. Mm. And so yeah, it's it's, a, it's as if We kind of have our own little our own little club, our own little group who kind of work underneath to keep the show ticking over. And obviously, we become very close because we're working so so intimately together all the time, learning new material always, and, and always sort of pushing ourselves to kind of maintain the information, which is which is actually the biggest roller coaster of all, is maintaining the information when you're not necessarily going on. There's one of my roles that I haven't done now since early December.
0: And Which is I really hadn't dreamers.
1: Don't don't say that. It's, it's it's feels like it's been going wild. But before I, before that I hadn't done that role since May, so it had been oh, almost six yes. months. And do the reality mind. is is that part of our job is whenever we're called to do it, we have to be ready to be do ready. it. And so that rehearsal that we do underneath the show, or like when the show is running, and maintaining that information, that's really our job. Our job is to maintain the information so that when we're needed, we can go on and do it straight away.
0: Oh, how many parts are you across, Julian?
1: Uh, I'm across one, two, three. I'm across five at the moment. I am learning a sixth. Oh. So we we all we're always we're always learning new things. And
0: for a show as dense as Hamilton, I mean, how many lyrics I've heard it, but there's just thousands and thousands of lyrics to learn, and that's. Quite a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's very a, impressive. It, oh, look
1: it's a th- it's a three-hour cool. show, so <laughs> naturally there's a lot of material, um, and different roles obviously have different amounts of material to learn. The, the the hard part really is you know when you're doing choreography and when you're doing music, you're not learning one set of that choreography or one set of that music. So we have fifty songs in this show approximately. It's sung through, mm. so there's never any dialogue, and so you're learning essentially fifty different sets of harmonies, fifty different sets of lyrics, fifty different sets of, of choreography of blocking for every role you do so when you start getting up to six roles you're, still, you're talking about learning you know essentially mm. 300 different pieces of material because each one is individual you know where your entries and exits are all that sort of stuff it's all independent to that role
0: do you have any tricks for trying to remember it all oh little notes you keep yourself I do have
1: we all have notes because we didn't have notes I think that uh, the world would collapse around us (laughs) I also use a trick that I I learned honestly in high school a teacher of mine when I was learning quotes for studying history you said if you squeeze your finger for long enough in different knuckles you would remember each quote associated with that pressure No. and so yeah believe it or not and I didn't (laughs) believe it at the first and I actually use it sometimes just to trigger my brain to remember different things which is super weird
0: that's amazing.
1: Um, but I'm it works. Try that.
0: Yeah, so if you just say
1: a quote for long enough and you pinch your finger, if you pinch a certain knuckle, you end up associating that pressure or that feeling with the with the word. So sometimes it, it really helps to get a quick recall of oh, information. That is
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and how- Performing in an Australian context, I find mm. interesting, Julian. You've been performing in so many roles, opera and everything, all these years. But Hamilton, to me, seems such a distinctively American story. How has it been doing it in, a, in an Australian context? I
1: suppose. Look, I think it is. It obviously it's an American story, right? Mm. We're telling the story of the American founding fathers, mm. or especially one of them, and it's that's a very clearly American history thing. Mm. I think the the big difference with a story like this is that it's not bound solely to its historical context. So instead of having something that feels as if, you know, people who don't know the story or don't know the history wouldn't understand it, number one, we explain the history very clearly in the story so people can follow along if they want. Number two, it's not solely about the history. It's a, really a human story, right? It's a story of loss, it's a story of ambition, it's a story of love, it's a story of divorce. It's a story of all these things that we as human beings, no matter where we live, understand. The only difference is that it's simply set in a political context. We could have this story that was set in, you know, downtown Australia, and it, it, would, it would be fine. It would still make just as much sense, just structured differently, right? We all go through these things. It's really a story of a human experience rather than just of the history. I think that's where we sometimes get lost in shows like this. We start thinking that it's solely the story of of, of a situation that's happened. Yeah. (laughs) But the reason why we feel connected to history and why these stories matter to us and why they're still important to tell Mm. is that the human experience hasn't changed. You know, we all experience love. We all experience loss. We all experience these things that allow us to grow. And, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the show said this wonderful thing when he was talking about the creating of writing in the first place he says that he was reading Ron Cherno's book about Hamilton and he thought that this is a hip-hop story it's about an immigrant it's about someone who fights for everything that they have and when you associate that with the modern stories of you know our hip-hop artists that we know and we love today there are so many parallels between them that yeah you look at it going yeah it it's It's literally a hip-hop story. It's that underdog story that someone's rising up to fight against their disadvantages to become successful.
0: And it's really intriguing, too. I think of the other Lin-Manuel Miranda quote that I've heard about. It's the America of then performed by the America of now. Mm. And I just find it intriguing because this cast is very much the Australia of now as well. It's an interesting kind of parallel, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And and I I think that that it's so important that these stories modernize with where we are today and seeing our Australian society reflected on that stage I mean it's I can imagine how it feels for an audience for actors as well it's so revitalizing Mm. because we're seeing we're seeing these situations reflected in our work and for a long time it hasn't been so it's 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 like it's an absolute joy to be sharing the stage with with the people whom we see and we and we talk to and we are part of every day of the week, you know?
0: And have you noticed that change? Do you think Hamilton's kind of pushing at even I suppose wider in Australian theatre that multicultural casting and
1: I don't think it's just Hamilton. I think it's a societal decision that we're all making together mm. to to move forward and to be more progressive and to try and, and open ourselves up. And I mean that comes with so many different layers. It comes with, you know, it comes with us finding the importance of education and working out how to give these opportunities to people, no matter what their socioeconomic background, no matter what their racial background, no matter what their gender or their sexuality. And I think that it's not to say that it's just this show pushing that forward, I think is really wrong. I think that it's a real communal decision to change. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, those changes happen slowly, they happen quickly, they happen faster in other areas than, than others. But as long as we're all making that effort to move forward, I think that we've got, we're in a really strong place. It's the same show, but it is also our version. We have this you know, mm. unique sensibility here in Australia of who these people are, because obviously we're not Americans, so we're mm. colouring them how we see them. And um, a friend of mine, when, when they saw the show in Sydney, described it as this real kind of fun sense of Aussie larrikinism. <laughs> and I think that that really does read here on stage. <laughs> There's this playfulness amongst the boys... In the company, when when we're on, or or amongst the different people in the in the, in the show, that allow us to tell the story from a unique perspective, even if it's an American story, which mm. is you know connecting back to the question you asked before.
0: And another aspect of the show, of course, mm. in this wonderful Australian context, as we're saying, but Ham for Progress, I think this is something that not many people have heard much about. Can you tell us your involvement in that and, and what it is?
1: Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, Ham for Progress is essentially the social justice wing of Hamilton as a, as a brand and as a show. Um, it started during the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020 by and large, 2020, 2019. Because the companies felt like the show itself needed to play a larger role. Considering how it stands and how socially it applies itself, you know, we talk in this show we talk in this show and in the casting process about equality and about opening up opportunities for people and about standing for for things that are larger than ourselves. And so it came from the BLM movement. And Hamilton started this group for the racial called the Racial Justice Task Force, which was all about how we can make change as a show and as a company, and how we can contribute to the to the positives that are coming of the movement. And that Racial Justice Task Force inherently then became something called Ham for Progress, and Ham for Progress is now, as I said, the social justice wing of the company. It is still primarily focused on a lot of American issues, so uh, they run large uh, vote voting campaigns, because obviously in the States it's not compulsory to vote. For the Senate runoffs last year, especially in Georgia, uh, there was letter writing, there was door knocking, there was all this work that we do and build up to those situations to try and make change for the social justice issues and the political issues that we care about. Which is, you know, amazingly connecting and amazingly liberating because we don't, the the theatre really doesn't do direct work as much as we think it does. We all as individuals stand for things and I think we all are very active in our own political action. But very rarely does a com- is a company willing necessarily to stand on its own two feet and say, hey, actually, we as a brand, we as a show, we as a creative process actually believe in these things and we will stand behind them.
0: It's almost built that bridge to enable the performers to take a more active role yeah. in a way. That's yeah, it's, I think for me what it's, what it's really done
1: is it's given... It's made me feel like I have the strength to actually do things because by and large, you know, despite how politically active we are, we feel restricted in what we can do because at the end of the day we also do have a job to do and we have our you know the other things that we're a part of so bringing that social justice action into the workplace allows us to really fight for the causes and the things that we believe in and gives us such a greater reach right you know instead of speaking to our own you know our own audience only we have the reach of a show that connects to millions of people every year and that's really important that we stand on, on, we stand together and we fight for these things that we care about.
0: And what have you been able to do? I, I hear that this is really quite a, an important cause for you, quite close to your heart.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, social justice in general and politics in general has always been something that, I, that I've cared about and that I've, I've respected. We have done numerous fundraising campaigns in Australia as part of or as at least under the umbrella of Hand for Progress. Um, we fundraised last year for uh, the ASRC, so the Asylum Seekers Resource Centre in, in Melbourne. Right. Um, and that was a really wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience. We, I mean, I care really, really deeply about the work that they do. And to be able to support an organisation like that as part of a company and fundraise for them and contribute to them has been, you know, an absolute blessing we were part of their telethon we were part of their kilometers of compassion campaign at the end of last year as well
0: great connection while you were in melbourne for the performances as well
1: yeah exactly right it's exactly right and you know we're telling an immigrant story so you know that contribution to those issues is so important and while american issues obviously you know i we obviously all care about here as well it's so important for for me personally at least as part of this organization to really push for Australian issues as well. And, you know, Indigenous and, and asylum seeker and, and the immigration stories here are our, are our issues. They're things that we need to be dealing with. There are things that we need to be taking action on and standing for regularly. And the ability to do that now under this body is amazing. We also fundraised last year for Thorn Harbour Health, who are an HIV and AIDS charity in Melbourne. And the year before that, we raised money for the Actors Benevolent Fund of New South Wales, as well as for the Bobby Goldsmith Foundation, and another HIV and AIDS foundation. You know, as as a community, we've been able to do a lot of things because Aww. company has allowed us to stand on our own and to fight for the causes that we care about.
0: Any plans in Brisbane?
1: There are definitely plans, but unfortunately, the season here is so much shorter. It is too. That we're it's doing our hard. we're doing our best to start things, but it does make yeah. it a little bit more difficult. But yeah, you know, I mean. You'll have my contact at the end of this, so if there That's are any right. people who'd like to reach out to us and work together, please get in touch with us. Thank you, I will definitely do
0: that. There are some wonderful multicultural groups in Brisbane. It's really quite active, so yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll send you a few right. details. Look, thank you so much, Julian, for telling us all about that today. And from an old social justice warrior like <laughs> yourself, people who've followed The Wandering Journal for a while will know that, I, I really appreciate it. And I think it's to be commended when a big worldwide of like this can make a local impact as well and stand up for social justice issues that are
1: look exactly right and i think that that's you know we're never going to say that we're not going to make mistakes right I, I, these the companies and the way that we work together we will inherently do things that that people don't like or, or that, that we make mistakes on ourselves that's part of this process part of this process is learning together and really fighting for things that we believe in and standing on our own two feet and then taking responsibility for the actions that we take and fighting for things that we believe in for me if if we're standing and and, and really fighting for those those causes honestly that's that's such an amazing thing and it's something that we should continue to do no matter if if we're part of these companies or if we're fighting as individuals that we can all do in our own community we can all contribute within our own community however best we can whether that be Volunteering, whether that be partying, joining an organisation, whatever that may Whether
0: be. we're rich or broke exactly right. we can all work towards making a better society. That's exactly right, and
1: that's I think what this show and this company stand for, which I'm very grateful to be part of.
0: Wonderful. What a way to finish. Thank you, Julian, I hope we get to see you on stage. Everyone keep a lookout for Julian. Yes, <laughs> keep a
1: lookout. I can't guarantee when it's going to be, but it'll be sometimes. <laughs>
0: That was Julian Guo from the Australian cast of the worldwide juggernaut musical Hamilton for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. site, soyt.substack.com.